Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Noel El Saradawi, Egyptian writer, feminist, activist, doctor, psychiatrist. She died on the 21st of March 2021 at age 89. This week's edition of Accent of Women is a dedication to the legacy of Noel El Sadawi. Not perfect, but changed life for hundreds of thousands of women and girls in Egypt. Born in October 1931, in a village in the Nile Delta, north of Cairo, El Sadawi studied medicine at Cairo University and New York's Columbia University. One of the leading feminists of her generation, El Saradawi's 1972 book, Women and Sex, unleashed a backlash of criticism and condemnation from Egypt's political and religious establishment, resulting in El Saradawi losing her job at the health ministry. She was jailed for two months in 1981 by the late President Anwar Sadat during a wide political crackdown in which several intellectuals were detained. While imprisoned, Al Saadawi wrote about her experiences in memoirs from the women's prison. She wrote that on a roll of toilet paper using an eyebrow pencil smuggled in by a fellow prisoner. Al Saadawi became a target of Islamist militants with her name on death lists that included Egyptian Nobel laureate Naguib Mahfouz, who in 1994 was stabbed in an attempt on his life. Speaking to The Guardian in 2009, Nawal al-Saadawi said, I regret none of my 47 books. If I started my life again, I would write the same books. They're all very relevant even today. The issues of gender, class, colonialism, female genital mutilation, male genital mutilation, capitalism, sexual rape and economic rape. After undergoing female genital mutilation at the age of six and seeing the damage it could do during her work as a village doctor, El Saradawi campaigned against the practice. In 2007, she was condemned by Egypt's highest Sunni Muslim authority, El Azhar, for her play God resigns at the summit meeting, in which God is questioned by Jewish, Muslim and Christian prophets and finally quits. Al Saadawi also established and led the Arab Women's Solidarity Association, as well as co-founding the Arab Association for Human Rights. Today on the show, I play a speech delivered by El Saadawi at the World Forum for Democracy held in Strasbourg in October 2012. Thank you very much for uh, this introduction. I am very, very happy to see you all here. In spite we are the last day of the conference, many people <laughs> come the first day and disappear, <laughs> but I am happy the hall is full. So this means that we are all interested. And uh, in fact, I was not fighting for peace and freedom and democracy. <laughs> uh, of course, I was fighting for that, but mainly I was fighting for justice. The word justice 
is my philosophy. Our female goddess in Egypt, Ma'at, she was the goddess of justice. I wonder why in such big, very important conferences, the word justice disappeared. Always peace, development, democracy, solidarity, everything. But justice very rare. Why? Why this sensitivity? Because that's the problem. I think the problem of our world, global and local, is the missing, that we are missing the most important remedy for the disease of our globe. There is no justice, nothing. Where it is? There is no democracy without justice. How can you have democracy? What do you mean by democracy? Democracy, that means in this hall, we are equal. Everything is distributed equally. Money, time, uh, power, everything, that we are equal regardless of gender or class or color or language or anything. This does not happen in, our, in, in the global political system or the local, which is inseparable from the global. So I am happy that they gave me this time because I wanted to, to speak about this, why they, we are failing. Why the peace treaty between the Palestinians and the Israelis is failing all the time? All the time. The so-called peace treaty, it's war treaty. In fact, Sadat, when he signed the Camp David Treaty, they called it peace treaty, but it resulted in more war, wars. The same with development. I worked with the United Nations as a consultant for development. The result of development projects in the UN was more poverty, more unemployment, more miserable, more migration. So this was the result of development. So we, we have another word for development now. We call development neocolonialism and democracy neocolonialism. And security, the word security, stability, democracy, uh, uh, even religious freedoms. The, uh, the United States, they have a, a committee called the Religious Freedom F a Committee, and they visit Egypt and other countries. And the result is religious war and religious strife. So under very beautiful words, like democracy, freedom, religious freedom, uh, peace, all that, you create war, poverty, unemployment, migration. Why? My question to you, why peace treaty is failing? Why development projects failing? Why democracy is failing? Elections is a disease now. People are fed up in some countries, they don't go, no more. They lost trust in the so-called elections because votes are sold and, you know. So there is something we have to diagnose. There is sickness, we need to know why this is happening. And then after we know why this is happening, then we have to diagnose what we do. How, wh where is the treatment? How can we treat our world? We live in one world, not three. I am very, very critical 
when some people here, when some people here, they speak about third world, or they call us Middle East. Middle to who? You know, we were named. Uh, <laughs> We were named Middle East by the British colonizers because Egypt was middle relative to London. And India was called Far East relative to, to London. When I go to London now, I say I go to the Midwest. <laughs> and when I go to the US, I say I go to the Far West. <laughs> and people laugh, but they don't laugh when you say Middle East. This is a very colonial language, and we repeat it. We repeat it. Democracy means you get rid of, you decolonize the language. You decolonize the mentality. The mentality in the world is money mentality, market, market. When I was looking at the agenda, you have democracy and markets, democracy and globalization. We didn't have uh, democracy and justice. We didn't find it. So the market mentality, the money mentality, to sell even when you, they want to, to discuss with you an idea, they say, I want to sell this idea to you. This mentality of market and money, we have to get, how can we get rid of that? We live in a capitalist, class, patriarchal, racist military system. Military power dominates. Look what happened in Iraq. Look what's happening in Palestine, in Libya, in Tunisia, everywhere, blood everywhere. Why? And this under the name of peace, and under the name of democracy, under the name of development and security and stability. I would like to speak a few words about, um, I'll come to Israel and Palestine because I read the peace and I am critical of many of the points, I would say why. But I would like to say that how we change in Egypt, in, in our revolution, we were 20 million people in Tahrir Square and in other squares. And we succeeded in removing Mubarak, the corrupt system. Who supported Mubarak? It was the US and Israel, not the people. He was against the people for 30 years and we, he, he was in power. Then the people, the unity of the people, of the Egyptian people, was the unity is power, unity is power. So by this power of the people, we were able to remove Mubarak. But what happened? The powers, inside powers and outside powers, united to abort the revolution. Who are the inside powers? The Muslim brothers. Hillary Clinton and U.S. very quickly came to Egypt. Very quickly they negotiated with the Muslim Brothers because they were ready, having power. And they aborted together the revolution. So instead of the revolution of the people, now we have the revolution of the Muslim Brothers. And now they are speaking about the constitution. We want to put Sharia. We don't want to put Sharia. So instead of the goals, the original goals, of the revolution, freedom, justice, dignity for all. They are speaking, to, what, wasting the time in the constitution, whether we put Sharia or not, 
What's that? What's that? We didn't go out and people were killed. Thousands were killed. Young people lost their eyes. Girls were killed. We didn't go to the streets so that we, did, we waste our time to discuss whether, whether we put Sharia in the, in the constitution or not. You see how they aborted. Their, who is the power aborting the revolution everywhere? External powers, colonizing powers, capitalist military powers with the religious so-called fundamentalist powers. Two faces of the same coin, postmodern society and religious fundamentalism. Religious fundamentalism is not only Islam, it's Judaism. In Israel, there is religious fundamentalism. Israel is a Jewish fundamental state. Saudi Arabia is a... <laughs> Saudi Arabia is an Islamic fundamental state, you know? But Saudi Arabia and Israel, they are immune of criticism. Nobody criticizes Saudi Arabia fundamentalism or Israeli fundamentalism, you know? And now they speak about just, you know, we have to be aware of that. We have to put our finger on the disease, the roots of injustice in our world. And we cannot continue like that. People are killed. We are very comfortable in this room. We are the elite. We are the elite. Of course, I came from a very poor family, but I became part of the middle class by my education. We are 2% of our societies, but 98% are suffering and those people who made the revolution in Egypt, without the 99, 98%, we couldn't have removed Mubarak. But we used them in the revolution, and then we come here, and we, we, we become the heroes of the revolution. The heroes of the revolution are dead. They are in their graves, or they are in prisons. Many of the revolutionary young men and women in Egypt now are in military prisons, in prisons who made the revolution. So I think that I still have some time. How many minutes I have? 15 minutes. So I still have plenty of time to give some few minutes to the remedy. How can, what can we do? What can we do? I worked in the UN and then I resigned. I said, we call it the United Nations of America. The power, the power of, power of the UN. It's very powerful. The Security Council did nothing to countries that are killed. Look to Iraq, what's happening. And also I would like in relation to democracy and elections, how they aborted the revolution in Egypt. While the country was bleeding, the, the military was killing the young people in Egypt and blood in the streets, Hillary Clinton come to Cairo and say, let's go to elections. How can you make elections and the country is bleeding? So they divided the country by two things, elections and religious fundamentalism. Religion is a very good weapon to divide people. The same in Iraq. Iraq was bleeding under the invasion of 30 armies of Europe and the US for the oil. And we have to know that. The country was bleeding and then the, the US came to Iraq and said, elections. And then they elected the government that is 
working with the U.S. And that's, well, that's the free, the free elections. There are no free elections. I am now, I teach in the U.S. now for three months. I am looking at the Romney-Obama campaign. Do you think there is free elections in the U.S.? No. Money and the media. Money and the media. Uh, how can, in fact, I am touching, so I am just provoking, putting some ideas so that we discuss. Yesterday, some people in one of the sessions said, we don't want ideology. End of ideology. How can you work without ideology? How can you work without a theory? Theory of justice, theory of freedom, theory of dignity, theory of human rights. But they say, no, no, no ideas. Because if you don't have ideas, if you don't have a theory, if you don't have your mind, how can you work? They want us to participate. They say to do some participate. Yes, I, I work, I organize, I believe in organization. But in order to organize, I must have something in my mind, ideology, ideas. So they are trying to deceive us. There is a lot of deception by education by the media. And democracy, how can you have democracy in, in, in the parliament and no democracy at home? All, all our families are not democratic. They are patriarchal, the power of the man, of the husband, the father. No equality in the family. In all countries, I'm not speaking about Egypt. So if you don't have democracy starting from birth, that children are educated, equality, and justice, and freedom, and dignity from childhood. You cannot have democracy under the parliament, because democracy is a way of life. It's a way of life. It's not a decision by political people. It's a way of life. And that's why we need education, a new educational system. But the educational systems, they serve the political power. They serve, they serve the system. That's why we are not educated. In fact, what I teach, I don't teach medicine or surgery as a doctor. I teach creativity and dissidence. That's my topic. Everywhere I go, I teach the relationship of being creative and being dissident. We need creative ideas. How can we save our globe? There are disasters everywhere. How can we save it? This is very, honestly, I'm speaking, it's serious, because people are killed. So how can we save it? We need knowledge, real knowledge, not fragmented knowledge. We receive fragmented knowledge from universities. We need creative knowledge that brings medicine to politics, to literature, to economics, so that we understand the world. So we need to change education. We need to change the media. We, we need to change the economic system because that's the boss. Religion is a servant to the economic system. Religion is servant to money. So we have to change that and to change religion also, the philosophy of religion. Um, I would like to give some few minutes to the peace because maybe I will, I will not have the time to speak. 
But my criticism also in relation to the, uh, uh, to the initiative, that I didn't read the word justice. What's the problem between Palestine and Israel? Of course, they lived together. And uh, Jewish, this is not uh, a struggle. It's not a war between the Jews and the Muslims. It's a war on land, on the distribution of land and water. And there is unequal distribution of land and water in Israel. You are Palestinian, he can tell us. I have a lot of Palestinian friends who are suffering, who are suffering in the Jewish state. Because when you have a religious, I'm against all religious states, whether Jewish, Islamic, Christian, fundamentalism, or anything. We need secularism, real secularism, separation between state and religion, which does not happen even here in Strasbourg. You still have the church. Europe is dominated by Christianity still. And in America, Christian fundamentalism control the country and control elections. So the, the problem with Palestine and Israel is not religion. It is the land, inequality, invasion, colonialism. So how can I speak about peace between Palestine and Israel without speaking about equality, justice, equal distribution? And who killed the other? If somebody kill me, invade my country, my land, and kill me, and kill my parents, and then I, I, forget blood, forget everything, come and make peace here in this hall. Or we writers make peace. No, no. It's the military power. Israel has the nuclear, Israel is the only nuclear state in the region. Egypt, you know in Egypt, I was against Mubarak and Sadat all the time. Why? Because of that. I'm a medical doctor and we need nuclear power for medicine. We were not permitted. The US did not permit us in Egypt to have nuclear power for medicine. And they allow Israel to have a big military nuclear power. So where, how can I have peace when you are threatened by, by nuclear power? There must be equality in military power, in economic power, in social power, equality between in relation to gender, equality in the family, in the state, and globally. Without that, we cannot have peace or, uh, or development or security or stability. How many minutes left? Five minutes. <laughs> okay. Now I will conclude. What we do in Egypt now, we organize and we unveil the mind. Two things, organization and unveiling the mind. Because our, our minds are veiled. We are not educated. I graduated from the medical college ignorant of why people are sick. Because we didn't go to the roots, to the etiology to the causes of the sickness. We, we treated the symptoms only. The same in politics, the same in this conference. We treat the symptoms. We never go to the roots, to the causes of diseases. So we have now to know the causes 
of diseases in order to, to, to make a correct treatment of what's happening to our world. And democracy, when I heard, now democracy does not have a good reputation at all in our region. When you speak about democracy, people become allergic. <laughs> And thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was Noel Al Saadawi, Egyptian writer, feminist, activist, doctor, psychiatrist, and also passed away on the 21st of March 2021 at age 89. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week. Shut up, Rabha, we do